I feel when Only person who can stop you is the man in the mirror When you look down at your wrists and you see money When you look at your shoes and you see money When that scarf on your neck means money Burberry scars, shrimp and perion Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, silk massage, menage a trois Yes, I've been a boss Burberry scars, shrimp and perion Living like a comet, moving amongst the stars $100,000 sports cars, silk massage, menage a trois Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show with the best Instagram handle on the entire Bloodline Network. And I'm going to say it, which is at top, underscore rope, underscore wrestling, underscore talk. Welcome back to Top Rope Wrestling Talk. And most important... Welcome to the party, pal! Yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, Brucey couldn't be with us again. He's still tending to some personal matters. And we wish him the best. We can't wait to get you back, high class. Keep our fingers crossed for next week. But for now, it's just me. Yeah, me. Not DDP. But the first champ in bloodline history. I am your friendly neighborhood psycho, your lunatic, the one and only notorious D O M. We even had a little ECW in our wrestling this week. I can't wait to talk about that. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Because part of, part of this dynamic duo just so happens to be the first lady of Top Rope Wrestling Talk. She is the whole ass vibe. I feel like that's foreshadowing too. All of it. Later. <laughs> the ninth wonder of the podcasting world because we don't treat her like a woman. And I try and try and try my damnedest not to treat her like a man. It's for effort, buddy. <laughs> I know. I try. She's the incomparable, the incredible Latina Heat herself. Grandma Wendy! Viva la raza! If you're not cheating, you're not trying. We lie, we cheat, we steal. We lie, we cheat, we steal. Mama Cena, we... Hey. Mm. <laughs> That's a good mm. song, man. Still dance. Mm. Such a great song. <laughs> a little, little shimmy, little shimmy. <laughs> can we, can we play it again? I want a salsa. No, I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting, getting. So we got a lot of fun stuff planned for you this evening, folks. But first, you're gonna get into a, 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 a wee bit of a, a wee bit of a serious topic. We got to address the elephant that showed up in the room this week, and uh, that is Vince McMahon. Oof. We, Oof, we learned. Guy. We learned this week that not only, not only as my wife goes running by, hi baby, not only does Vince McMahon need spinal surgery, which, ouch, that would be enough to put that awkward ass look on his face, but no, there's more, there's more, because according there's to ESPN, 
According to ESPN, federal law enforcement agents executed a warrant and served a federal grand jury subpoena to WWE. Or, or I'm sorry, to Vince McMahon. <laughs> and obviously this is over all of the NDAs and the Johnny Laryngitis and, and yep. all of that. All of that. So let's just get it out there, Grandma. Uh, give me your feelings on this whole situation. And do you see, from your legal expertise, do you see Vince skating on this one? I'm not surprised. I'm going to start from there. Um, as I said in the chat, it was just a matter of time. Sticking away, waiting for it. Um, and for every action, there is a consequence. Do I see him skating by? I see him getting in trouble. I don't see him doing any prison time, though. He might have to pay some sort of fine or something, but that's about it. I don't see it going beyond that, though. Yeah. I mean, it is it is SEC-related, Securities and Exchange Commission. It's not like they're criminally indicting him, so it's a civil thing. It'll be yeah. some money. Is it going to be a pretty penny? Fuck yes, it is. Yeah, I hear you on that. I mean, could I... Could I see him going to some sort of like white collar golf resort type place like Martha Stewart did back in the day? Maybe, maybe, but I gotta be honest, this whole situation just from the very beginning of it disgusts the living fuck out of me. The reports from the beginning disgusted me. The fact that he was on TV the following week disgusted the shit out of me. The fact that he came back. <laughs> disgusted me to no fucking end because if you recall and I think we touched on this a little bit when Ivy came on and joined us and, and we were just chit chatting Ric Flair got into a little bit of heat for the dark side of the ring episode where he kind of rubbed up against a woman that didn't want it on an yes. airplane and that was that was bad that was appalling but in comparison, when you know the detail, when you know that Vince was, you know, kind of like using these girls and then passing them off to people power to do God knows what in a raspy voice. I'm going to die from cringe just saying it like, like that. That makes Nature Boy look like Mr. Rogers. Oh, so yeah. uh, I can only hope he doesn't skate on this. But if you look at Vince McMahon's history, the dude is Teflon. I mean, he got involved with Jimmy Snuka. He skated. They had all the steroid trials and the drug trials where he was providing narcotics to his locker room. Skated right off the hook. All the, all the reports of concussions and not being dealt with properly in his line of work after... Guys like Benoit, guys like Chris Nowitzki, it all either suffered or died from and had CT at a young age, skated right off of that shit. Mm -hmm. So it would not surprise me in the slightest if he just walks out and they go, okay, hi, Vince, leave. Most likely what's going to happen. Like I said, worst case scenario, he'll probably just have to pay some fees and fines, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a... It's a dark cloud that was kind of looming over what was a pretty awesome week of wrestling. And we had to get it out of there. So now we're going to jump topics. I know it's a SummerSlam <laughs> special, 
But we're going to jump topics, so we're going to get into something that I call the markout moments of the week. And, and if you if you watch us, you know that my wife and Grandma Wendy are relatively large fans of a woman named Hikaru Shida. Love me some Shida. Oh, my goodness. And wouldn't you know if Wednesday on Dynamite, she don't get into a war with Tony Storm and walk out two-time, two-time, two-time AEW Women's Champion. Again, I might take the first topic on, I might take the first stab at the next topic, but this is your markout moment, Wendy. Please, for yourself, for my wife, gush about Sheeta's victory. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I, I'm not going to lie. I was excited to see the match. I was, you know, like, hell yeah, this is going to be a great match. But I honestly did not think she was going to win. I was like, you know, she's going to have a great match. Because it's, it's Sheeta. It's Tony Storm. They're both freaking amazing. It's going to be a great match. Will there be Disney villain chicanery? Yes. Will it take away from the match, in my opinion, just a little bit? But that being said, that being said, it was a fantastic overall match. Um, and freaking Sheeta walking out with the title, even more incredible. Unexpectedly amazing. And then she Absolutely. ugly cried. Oh, my God, I loved her for it. I was like, oh. I'm there with you, sister. Ugly crying with you because, oh, it's so a lot. So Kathy. So was Kathy, yeah. no lie. <laughs> Because we, we were watching Dynamite a little late because she needed my help getting Little Psycho down to bed. And we got to the main event, which I, I was I was so stoked this was the main event. A, yeah. a pretty oh, good yeah. show, but this being the main event felt great. And as, as they're getting ready to introduce people, Kathy looks at me and says, she just got no chance, does she? And I'm like, well, if the Disney villains don't come out behind her, She's got a chance. If they all yeah. show up, she's totally screwed. Oh, yeah. And wouldn't you know, here comes Tony with Ruby and Sriracha, the whole nine. The whole, and like, all. And, and so immediately, Kathy goes, oh, there's no hope. I'm like, yeah, you never know. But no, 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 there no, isn't. no, there's, there's none. And then there's that moment where Ruby distracts the referee and Tony grabs the paint, sprays Sheeta in the face and hits her with the Storm Zero. And I'm like, oh, that's like, it. There it's it over. There it is. There it is. That, that was, that, I, apparently that was our it's, it, exact reaction to that moment. <laughs> Just, oh, there it is. It's over. There it is. And then Sheeta's spray painted face and all kicks out at two. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And all of a sudden, she gets a quick roll-up, and she stacks her, and the ref starts counting. I'm like, no, no. And he hits Wait, three. What? And as soon as he hit three, my wife, sh- Kathy, shoots off this couch like a fucking rocket. <laughs> yes. Oh, and my God. And she was exhausted, yes. and immediately she's alive again. She's fuck yeah. Holy shit. Let's fucking go. And uh, I'm like. I, I was in legit awe. I was like, um, wait, okay? Wait, did right. that really just happen right now? Like, but not in a bad way, in a holy shit, what kind of way? Like, I was genuinely surprised. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I know I sit here and I talk about the AEW women's division and I bash it at times for the, for the way they use it or maybe they need two matches or maybe they need uh-huh. to do this. But at the same time, I will give them credit. This... This match right here in the main event, the way it went down, everything, this was a beautiful example of how you should be using the women's division. If you're going to give us one match 
give us one amazing match like this and not like Tony Storm, or I mean, not Britt Baker wrecking some hometown schmuck in 22 seconds. Yeah. And yeah. there's your women's presence. If you're going to do anything, do give us this. Because give us something worthwhile. Absolutely. Right. right. So I was so excited about this. This was great. This was more of your moment and Kathy's moment, but it hooked me too, and I had to bring it up. And the next mark out moment of the week is is one that's near and dear to my bingo hall kid heart. <laughs> because, as we all know, on Dynamite last week, yes. Jack Perry was talking shit about ECW. Yes, Jerry Lynn yes, came was. out. Jerry Lynn got in his face. And they were talking about mm-hmm. Jerry Lynn fighting. And I was saying it then. I was like, there is no chance in hell Jerry fights this yeah. guy. Because between years of ECW and and the original X Division, because let's mm-hmm. remember Jerry was the first X Division champ. Yes. His forget. neck, that man's neck is held together with toothpicks. There is no way he's getting in a ring. None. Toothpick and bubblegum, man. Like it's just barely barely hanging on. I would sooner see Taz in his gear walking back out to fight <laughs> Jack Perry than fucking Jerry Lynn right now. And it turns out I was yeah. right. And, and he had brought an ECW alumni with him to Hello. replace him. And good Lord, if that ECW alumni wasn't the whole fucking show, Mr. Wednesday Night, Rob Van Dam. Oh, I think I brought this up when they had that match with Jericho Cole and Sabu was coming in. And I was like, oh, we get RVD. And I don't know if it was you or Bruce or both say like, oh, he doesn't need to be there. There's no reason. And I was like, fuck you. There's plenty of reasons. Wednesday proved it. It was amazing. The, he looked so good. He damn near kicked Jungle Boy. I'm sorry. Jack Perry's head off. Jack Perry's head off. I got to I got to get used to that. He's a new person now that he's touched Anna Jay's boobs. I got to get used to that. <laughs> he looked great. And you know what was the best part? Hmm. Actually hearing him come come down the ramp to Pantera. Yeah, that Do was you pretty know? awesome. Do you yeah. know how many times I sat in the ECW arena and heard that song pirated in, by the way, as he, as he came down with the world TV title and the world tag team championships and Fonzie blowing the fucking whistle and everything. Oh my God. That brought you know me what's back. Great? You know what's great? It wasn't pirated in this time. Tony actually no. sprung for it. Tony wrote the he check could. this time. We can play it all like, we well, want. Thank you. <laughs> oh, it just felt right. Because as soon as Jerry said, I've got somebody, uh, I've got I've got a fellow ECW alum in mind, and he still wrestles. And I was like, no. And then I heard, yep. oh! I guess, <laughs> at the risk of sounding like I'm going to backpedal, I guess in this instance, it makes sense to bring RVD. Um if you're going to bring an alum, an, an, an ECW alum, it makes sense to have it be him um, with with the storyline of, of Jack Perry being like, I could take on anybody from ECW. You know, like it, if, if it's going to be anybody, it's going to be him. Like, he's still wrestling. He's still in pretty decent shape. Uh, he rubs himself down with his CPD lotions and oils, and he imbibes I mean, a little God. bit in it. So he's holding together well enough, you know? Right. I, I just want to say to the people watching this, if you're looking at the photo right now and you didn't see Dynamite, 
this is not a stock photo, boys and girls. This is not like no, something from, from the end. This is from Wednesday night. Okay. He still looks amazing. I wish I was in that kind of shape. I'm younger than this motherfucker. <laughs> I, I met him. I met him at a sex boat. He was in pretty good shape. Right. I'm so jealous of you for that. I should have gone to that. <laughs> it was so fucking weird. No, don't be jealous. That shit was fucking weird. I'm sure it was, but you got to meet RVD. Oh. And I'm I'm so excited for this. I know they're talking about doing this at Dynamite. I almost wish they would save it for All In, because if you want a big international an internationally known name, who is better than Mister Pay Per View for internationally known? He's wrestled in that country on Pay Per View. <laughs> yeah, true, true. He, he was on the same plane ride I was talking about with Flair earlier. See this is true. He was on that plane girl. ride. He was on the plane ride somehow. He was. He was. Sadly, he was because they were, because he had fought at a pay per view in England. It all comes so, full circle. I would. I would love. I would love for this to carry on to all in. I think. I think the fans over there would love it. I'm sure AEW would love it because it's probably going to get the more buys. So so maybe we get some way somehow some way we got to see we got to see we still got time we got to see to stretch this out like we don't get a finish and then they 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 run it back it all in or something but either that way would be interesting to see either have they, way have they let, let, let me ask a random question have they hmm. named any more matches for all in or do we only have MJF versus Adam Cole are we that still is, that is it. We're still blank slate. That's the only one. Okay. One. They announced one. And I want I, I was gonna talk about that too, but I figured that would also be Brucey's mark out moment. And I want to try to save the, the big discussion for that for we'll put next a pin. Week we'll circle back. Returns. So we're gonna put a pin in that. Don't get me wrong. We know we'd like mm -hmm, to, mm -hmm. but we wanna we wanna be a whole ass death triangle before we do it. Yes, yes. These are our what I figured were our mark out moments this week, oh, yeah. especially, and I know they're from AEW, but but considering the circumstances, who fucking cares? Who fucking? She don't want a title, and Rob Van Dam showed up. Right now, Grandma and I are are, are figurative pigs and shit. Okay, <laughs> I'm happier than that. I'm happier than that, to be honest. I was just trying to, I was just trying to come up with something. <laughs> it, it, it was, it, it was a very, it was a very good episode of Dynamite. It, the hardcore match was great. We're going to get a parking lot brawl. That was all awesome. But this show isn't really about AEW, y'all. It, it just not it just entirely, isn't. not entirely. It just <laughs> is. the 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 focus of this show is on the upcoming Summer SummerSlam on Saturday. I'm going to call it pay per view. If you call it PLA PLE, fine. Just don't fucking correct me, okay? I'm, I'm of the pay per view generation. I'm we're, I'm old like that. We're all from the pay per view generation. Let's be let's be totally let's real. Be real. Let's, let's break it, Hundo P, son. Let's do that, Hundo, and, son, Hundo. And I I will I will give Grandma the opportunity to. Uh, to predict the card, uh, which I have to pull up, which I'm about to do. But before we go into all that, I think it was SummerSlam last year. And our good buddy Brian, Brian Cook, you see him in every live chat. You see him in our group, Top Rope Brian. Wrestling Talk on Facebook. Search for it, find it, invite yourself, have fun with fellow wrestling fans. It, it, it's where all of this popped off to begin with. 
but he had asked me, he'd asked us what we would consider our top five Summer Slams of all time. And he gave us the option matches or pay per views. So taking that to heart, I actually went back and I started looking through some of the matches that I loved at SummerSlam and I started thinking about it. I spent almost a year, Brian, because I love you. Thinking about this in my spare time, I came up with the Psycho's top five favorite SummerSlams. And these are not going to be the greatest of all times. I have my reasons for it. They're just I'll my honest, favorites. I interpret it differently. I went with main events because it was easier. And my memory is not oh, the fine. best. And there was a period of time in like the late 90s, early to mid 2000s where I kind of stopped watching wrestling. I did the Margot Robbie. I kind of stopped watching, you know, for a while. Oh, and I then know. I came back to it. And, you know, I, I love John Cena and Undertaker. Like Margot Robbie. Unlike hey. Margot Robbie, though, the guy I was with. Did not have a cardboard cut out of John Cena, so. Oh, I'm well, sorry, that's John. Just pathetic. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, glad John. you left we... that guy then. So. <laughs> no, actually. Oh, oh, that was oh, oh. Well, no, no, you should have stayed. We with him. did not. We did not have a cardboard cut out of of John Cena. We... Well, it could have been worse. You could have had a cardboard cut out of Jay White. You know, I should make up for it. I should just. I should just buy one. But we're getting the cardboard have, cut out of Johnson. We're gonna get we're gonna get Wendy's main events, or we're gonna get my top top five Summer Slams. So I, I only I, have four though. I'll be honest, I only have four because the memory ain't right, and it's been a hot minute. So. You know why she only has four? Because she's grandma. That's why. There's your reason. Because I got shit memory like an old lady. Exactly. So uh, I'll give you my top five favorite Summer Slams first. Let's talk it out. Let's do it. Starting with number five, this one is is near and dear to my heart for some personal reasons, and that is SummerSlam 1990. Yeah, baby, the heat returned. Now, if you look up and down the card, it had some great it had some great matches too. It had some stinkers, but it had some great matches. Dusty versus the Macho King. Yeah, Mr. Perfect taking on the Texas Tornado for the Intercontinental title. Rick Rude and the Ultimate Warrior in a steel cage for the WWE title. All of them, the, the card itself is one thing. The reason I put it in my top five is because when I was a little psycho, damn near my son's age, I had a birthday coming up. And when my mom couldn't think of anything else to do, she would call the Spectrum looking for the next WWE event. And she found out that the next WWE event coming to Philadelphia was SummerSlam 90. So she got us tickets. Front row tickets, like three, that is awesome. like three, like three rows deep in the front yeah. row, and what? Oh, bless her. And I had a ball. the The action was great, but I also learned that if I go with my mom, I should never, ever, ever sit in the front row because there was a match, and I think it, I think it might have been, it might have been something to it where something popped off with Earthquake and Hulk Hogan. And Hulk got beat up and squashed, literally, like Earthquake dropped his ass on Hulk Hogan, and he's a 400-pound dude. Well, people, people in the balcony behind us, in the, they, got, they got a little mad. They got Just a little mad. Bit. Just a little bit. And they started throwing their beers. Unfortunately, throwing their beers didn't quite make it to the ring. No, especially if you're that far back, it's not going to go all the way. 
Right, right. But one yeah. of them did manage to land on my mother's head. No. Yes. And my mother, being the OG psycho of the family, took literally took off for the balcony and went after the dude that threw the beer. Of course you would. So now we're leading into the double main events at this point. And my mother is having a dark match with a biker. Not just any dude, like tattooed, tattooed, bam, bam, bigelow looking leather vest wearing biker. And, and may I add, and I wish my friend Chris were still alive because he could verify this. She was winning. Okay. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. She was fucking winning. And when security came and broke it up, thankfully, they kicked him out and they let her go back to her seat where me and my best friend were going to miss the double main event altogether. <laughs> that so, just wouldn't have been right. That would have been hell it wrong. Wasn't just, it wasn't just the card for this one. It was all the stuff that went down in the crowd that made me put this at number five. It had to be somewhere. So it was number five. Number four is a little easier because it was definitely a spectacle, definitely something from my youth that I enjoyed. A few years later, SummerSlam 92. From, ironically, (laughs) Wembley Stadium. Ironically, speaking of ironically, that was one of of the uh, main events that I vaguely recall. It it was was just good. It was just good. I know when you look up and down the card, it had some good matches. There are people that review this and say that the show was sponsored by cocaine. And you're not wrong. You're, you're not, not wrong. wrong. Not at all. Not at all. But there was there was so much to this particular event that it was it was hard to leave out of my top five. Yes. I mean, it, even before even before you got to the main event, there was there was some amazing, there was some amazing freaking matches. Uh, uh, the the Undertaker, for instance, and I think, oh god, I'm totally, I gotta look it up. I'm totally brain farting. But uh, the the Undertaker, uh, or yeah, the Ultimate Warrior and Randy Savage. He had the Undertaker defeat Kamala, which would later lead to a casket yeah. match. Oh, that's right, it did lead to that. There was some good stuff on this. It, yes, yes, the card was definitely sponsored by cocaine, but it was extremely enjoyable, especially for you know someone who barely hit puberty at that point. And seeing the crowd reaction was amazing because I had never really seen an international show at that point. Like I, I really didn't watch like international sports like soccer. And even if you wanted to, like they weren't on TV in the 90s. They just weren't. Even ESPN was like, fuck you, dude. We got eight stations. We're not putting it on any of them. (laughs) So you had never really seen that international soccer hooligan style crowd that we get at live pay-per-views now all the time. So it was my first dose of that. and and, And I was in awe. And then to see them explode the way they did for the late, great British Bulldog. Jesse was coming to the ring to fight his brother-in-law for the Intercontinental title was one thing. To see the way they completely topped that 100 times over after he won 
and stood in the corner on the on the ropes holding the Intercontinental Championship in front of everybody at Wembley Stadium is a moment that will be etched into my brain. Like yeah. right like somewhere behind HBK putting Marty Jannetty through that window, but it's up there. <laughs> it's up there. So for, for that and for so much more, it's my number four. Number three is one that I absolutely enjoyed to this very day. Like I went back and I watched it because I was looking for a certain match. And then I, and I just put on the car. I just put it on from the start because I I was trying to get to a certain match and it's, and it was an amazing show. SummerSlam 2014. I mean, this, this show started I don't even know if it, I don't, I don't remember if it's kickoff or it made the air, but I got to watch it where I was viewing it on on a certain place. Rob Van Dam actually fought Cesaro to kick off the show. Oh, yeah, he did. That's when you he know it's going to be a, that's when you know it's going to be a good show. I mean, and the list goes on. Oh, you go from that to AJ Lee and Pay, Ed Page, aka Sriracha now. Miz and Dolph Ziggler, um, Seth Rollins against Dean Ambrose. I mean, <laughs> in a lumberjack, in a lumberjack match. match. And, and, of course, you had the return to the ring of Stephanie McMahon to take on Brie Bella. And damn it, if she didn't make Brie her bitch that night, it was insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I can look, but I can't touch. Well, I'm certainly going to fuck you up. <laughs> And then, and then, top it all off, Roman Reigns. I mean, not Roman Reigns. Sorry, that's this year's SummerSlam. Brock Lesnar taking on John Cena. John Cena <laughs> for the WWE World Heavyweight Championships. This is the seventeen suplexes, folks. This is that match as you were watching Cena get tossed around like a fucking rag doll. You just wanted to look at Brock and Stop! Stop! He's already dead. I'd forgotten about that one. That shit was brutal to watch, man. Like all those fucking suplex after suplex after I was like, Jesus. And that's one How of the reasons it is he. It- and that's one of the reasons it's burned into my brain because we all know John Cena. John Cena, the 16-time champion. John Cena, he's faced everyone. He's beaten everyone. He's the never, peacemaker. He, up till this point, especially the peacemaker, right? <laughs> up to this point, especially, he's never been dominated. And then he walks into a, a ring with Brock Lesnar and gets mangled. Even even him telling the Undertaker to do something went better. If you haven't seen it, and you've seen that, trust and believe me. Okay, him asking the Undertaker to do something ended in a couple minutes. Not Brock. Brock was like, Mm-mm, "Nope, I ain't done with you. You're still breathing." Wow. <laughs> so so for that lasting mark again in my head. If you notice, a lot of these, all of these so far have left something burned into my brain, even if it was my mother beating on a biker. But something just stuck in my psychotic brain by the end of the night, and Cena getting mauled definitely going to stay with me forever. 
Now, another another maybe whole ass pay-per-view that is going to stick in my brain forever will would be oh where did it go now? Where did it go? We got stuff. Yeah, here it is. SummerSlam 2000, y'all. I mean, do I have to? It, TLC match. <laughs> Who was in that TLC match? Who was in that TLC match, you ask? Remind me. It's been a hot minute. It was... It was also, it was... What year did you say? 2002? Oh, 2020. 2000. Yeah. 2000. Zero, zero. I don't even remember this one. I mean, it... it we even had an internet it, it be, before we had the intergender the intergender tag match where Edge, I mean Eddie Guerrero and China beat Trish and Val Venus in in what turned out to be a much better match than I thought it would be. And this was Edge and Christian, Hardy's, Dudley's, TLC for the WWF tag team championships. That. Like and we TLC, yeah, and then we get we get Kane versus the Undertaker in a no disqualification match, even though it ended in a no contest. That was kind of that was kind of meh. Main evented by a triple threat between The Rock, The Game, and Kurt Angle. It is a tremendous card from top to bottom. But that TLC match burned a hole in the psycho's brain, and I will never get it. <laughs> so, so therefore, it's my number two. It's, it, but my number one might be even better, and that is SummerSlam 2002. If you look on the screen, you will see the highlights of a stacked card, including Eddie Guerrero versus Edge. Rey Mysterio versus Kurt Angle. RVD versus Chris Benoit, which was a great match regardless of what he ended up doing. Ric Flair versus Y2J. Brock Lesnar versus The Rock for the WWE Undisputed title. But the reason I put this at number one, well, it was twofold. There's personal and then there's wrestling. For wrestling... This was HBK's comeback. The uh, the non-sanctioned fight between him and Triple H. He had not oh, been in yeah. the ring in a good three, four plus years. And they had the whole story where Triple H swerved him and he didn't know and he found out and he was gunning for him. And this is where it all went down. And then he got back in the ring and it was like HBK never left. He was you know wearing what? a t-shirt and jeans, and he did everything. There was even one point he had Triple H on a table, and he's and he's just standing on the top rope, and he's looking down at him, and he gives you the whole crazy emotion, and then just dives off with an elbow drop. You haven't done this in years, bro. You're just deep ending that shit. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to have to go back and rewatch all of these, because... It's been a hot-ass minute since I've watched an old SummerSlam. And honestly, SummerSlam wasn't always my big one. I was always more into Royal Rumbles. Like, you, you get me talking about Royal Rumbles, that's a whole other story. SummerSlam. Oh, no, I'm, I'm usually a, a Rumble, WrestleMania kind of guy. But when Brian asked this question, I just started thinking back on matches that burned a hole in my brain. And then I went and watched them. 
And I was like, damn, these are these are good shows. <laughs> I need to I need to go back and watch some of these, man. Because the ones I most vividly remember, it's not even that vividly. It's, I also had to like go back and look at the cards and like quickly catch clips of the of these. Because my brain just not there. It's just not there anymore, man. And I don't yeah, even I mean, do drugs. <laughs> it, well, because your grandma, that's why. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it. the card had a bunch of other matches on it. I mean, Spike took on Stevie Richards. You had uh, the Un-Americans against Booker T at Goldust, which, is, which was a damn good match in itself. There was a lot on the card. But these matches in particular were amazing. And HBK and Triple H stood out above all of them. HBK stood out above everyone with his epic comeback. That's the wrestling part. The personal part, this is the first SummerSlam I ever watched with my later-to-be wife. And it was the first HBK match she ever saw. Really? She even asked me going into the match. She's like, I've literally I've heard of him. I've never seen a Shawn Michaels match. Is he good? I was like, is he good? Bitch, you about to learn right now. Look at the screen. Don't take your eyes off that goddamn screen. And by the end of it, I was like, well, is he good? She's like, oh my god, he's phenomenal. Like, was he better than that? I said, yes. Oh and my she God, actually yeah. went out and bought one of those Shawn Michaels WWE compilation DVDs to catch oh all the old matches after that fact. And then later we would get together and get married and all that other stuff. But then we just we just knew each other and I was watching and she was there. So she came and she asked, bitch, watch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this man, I don't know if he's the goat, but if he's not, he's damn close. Watch. You'll thank me later. In in my book, he's definitely one of the greats. And it's not just because, to me, he's a hometown boy. But he genuinely is one of the greats, you know? Oh, oh, absolutely. One of the greats of all time. And so I had to to put that number one for not just the card, but that match. And then those reasons, the other way around, like... You know, my, I think or I think the year before, my wife, my wife and I had sat down and watched like a. I think she says it's SmackDown. I say it's Raw together, and we joked and we laughed. And then like, that's kind of where we realized we had a lot in common. And then she wa- she came over and watched SummerSlam with her brother and me, and things kind of you know. Then she started to ask me about HBK, and then when she got into him, I was like, okay, you got potential. And eventually, that would lead to where we are today, which. Coming up rather quickly will be 15 years of marriage. Holy cow, so, congratulations. On Tuesday. So it's been a wild ride, sweetie. I I can't believe you took it with me, of all people. Like, for those of you that have been watching us for four years, you know me, okay? Can you believe she put up with me? Nobody does. I don't even have to. Bless her. She's a saint, man. I don't, exactly. I was going to say, I don't even have to ask that question because anybody that hears that says exactly what grandma just did. Like that woman <laughs> is a saint for being with she's you. A, this she's long. a fucking saint, man. <laughs> like how the hell? Uh, I don't know. I, Grace I, of God, brother. Lucky, Grace of God. I'm not the luckiest man in the world when it comes to just real deal life, but it, it would, when it comes to wives, 
don't know how I lucked the fuck out, but I did. Thank you, Kathy. I love you dearly. <laughs> now that I've gotten all of that out of the way, and I feel like I've talked too much, I'm going to give the floor back to Grandma Wendy so she can give us her top four, because she's Grandma, main events of SummerSlam. Her, her fave four of SummerSlam main events. Please. I don't know if I would go so much as to say fave, but they are ones that I kind of remember, you know? Kind of sort of remember. Kind of sort of, We already went over Bret Hart Bulldog. That was, honestly, Bret Hart always put on clinics. Like, he was just, you know, granted, he came from the Hart Dungeon. If you come from the Hart Dungeon, well, you come with a skill or two, you know. But it was was that skill set against Bulldog's sheer strength. And it was impressive. Um, 93, Yoko versus Lex. I remember being seven and being incredibly amazed at the size of Yokozuna. And for him to be going up against Lex Luger. And at the time, Lex Luger was presented as like one of the strongest men in the world. You remember like all muscle, just Jack Diesel. And it was it was the US versus Japan, even though he wasn't really Japanese, but that was what we went with. It was yeah. freaking when he picked them up and slammed them, uh, 94, because I was eight and it blew my mind that we had Taker versus Taker. Oh, like, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. It was like, wasn't it like Duke, Duke the Dumpster Drozzy or something <laughs> dressed up as Taker? Just up as I Taker. remember that. I was like, really? We're doing this? Okay. Like, <laughs> oh my God, where did they where did they bring out a second taker? Like, how did they do this? Because I was eight years old at the time, so I was like, "What magic is this? Like, how did this even happen?" Right? Like, it, it wasn't this back in the day where like OG Taker was wearing the mask because he had broken his nose, so he had like the weird gray I mask think on. So I don't remember, well, remember, but I think so. I'll have to look it up again because it's don't fine. If you can remember, leave but, it in the comments below. <laughs> but I was—I remember being eight years old, and you know, this was before. This was ninety-four. There wasn't any internet. There was no way to like communicate with others about it. And I was like, "What the fuck, Dark Patrick? Is this like what? How do we have two takers? Make it make sense." And then right. the last one that, that I most remember well, and I'm surprised that I remember because, you know, it's recent memory. Last year's SummerSlam, Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar with the tractor. It was oh. the tractor. The tractor is what did it for me. I that freaking died. And I'm, I'm not even a fan. I'm not a fan of Reigns. Not a fan of Lesnar. But no. that match was damn good. Does this mean I acknowledge him? No. Because everyone knows... Our one true tribal chief is Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. There's nobody here to say Jey Uso, so we're okay. Sami Zayn. That whole match last year between Roman and Brock, between the tractor, Paul Heyman going through a table, Austin Theory coming out, getting wrecked, the Usos flying. Like, it was just chaos and mass hysteria. It was insane. There was much wailing and gnashing of the teeth. It was was mind-blowing. That was everything that ECW could have been had they blown up. Yes. 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 And I loved it. I it absolutely loved it. I almost put that SummerSlam on my top five, but I thought, I don't want to be that guy. You I'll know, be that I guy. I don't say, give a shit. My favorite SummerSlams of all time. Well, there's last year. Like, that's a groaner moment. I understand the main event. The main event, fine. Fine. Cool. Cool. That shit was crazy. I don't care what year it came from. <laughs> 
and Brock is like Mr. SummerSlam anyway. I don't oh, even yeah. like him, but he is Mr. Fucking SummerSlam. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's definitely taken on that mantra or that that mantle, that mantle. Which, ironically, he's going to be back at SummerSlam this year, yeah. isn't that? <laughs> It's funny as you say that. <laughs> you can't have a SummerSlam without Brock Lesnar. Now I know I know you got to see Low Class and I do predictions for SummerSlam. You didn't get to see grandma's because she had a power outage shortly before we went live. And we were bummed about that. Nick and I both were just like, Oh man, we need grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Last week, if you're up here in Nova, you know last week's storms were wild, man. Shipped out a whole ass highway for like two days. What the hell? Yep, a few days later, it came and pounded us and we lost our power. So I get it. I get it. But I figured to make up for that, because I'm sure that it wasn't just Nick and I who wanted to hear Grandma's predictions. I'm sure a lot of you out there watching probably want to as well. So we're going to finish the show off letting Grandma go through this and give you her picks for every match on the SummerSlam card. And we're going to start out with something that probably makes us both nauseous. Ricochet taking on Logan Paul. Who you got, Grandma? God, I hope Ricochet wins it. Honestly, I I, I don't even want to go into this conversation. I just hope it's Ricochet. No, no, that's fine. I'm sure Nick and I went into it in detail and debated, by the way, on last week's episode, which you can go back and watch right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Don't forget to hit that like button and you better subscribe. Anyway. I'm, 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 I'm pulling over. for Ricochet. I'm pulling for Ricochet. I am too. I mean, I am too. you know, as much as people want to be like, Logan Paul is talented. Logan Paul is trash. And I'm never going to hope for anything for him. He can, you know, he can go suck the shit off the bottom of a fucking porta potty. You know what? I think the best way to describe Logan Paul would be talented trash. Because he is a good in-ring competitor, but he is a scumbag of a human being. So he's talented trash. And I picked Ricochet too. I'm with you. And but I'm not even gonna at the end of the day, at the end of the day, trash is trash. Exactly. You can be talented trash, you're still trash. And I'm not even going to ask you about the Slim Jim Battle Royal because they haven't even filled it out. But what I will say is, uh, uh, at some point, there have been, this is all rumors and innuendos, uh, there have been talk of having Trish versus Becky at SummerSlam. That was pulled. Asuka's still having her match, but then Rhea was apparently left off the card. Which makes no sense. How are you going to leave the title off the card? But even she said that upset the living hell out of her. Yeah. So, again, if you remember the AEW talk where I said, I bash the women's division a lot, but I have to give them credit here. This is is a little bit of the opposite side of the coin where I kind of, I tend to praise what WWE does with the bulk of their women more than I bash. But this, this is fucking ridiculous. I can't get with this. As Wendy said, how can you leave a women's champion or two Hall of Famers, basically? Because we all know Becky's going to the Hall of Fame. Trish is in it. Off of this card to put on a cash grab random battle royal that will lead to absolutely fucking nothing. 
Like the last time it happened, Andre the Giant Battle Royal at WrestleMania. Well, well, SmackDown before WrestleMania. And Bobby Lashley won it. What has Bobby Lashley done since? Like, what's the point of these battle royals? Like, why are we even doing them? You you build up what better yet, better yet. What is the point of building up stories like you did Becky and Trish just to drop them? Mm-hmm. Make it make exactly. sense, guys. Make it make sense. Exactly. I don't get it. And you know, uh, the only thing I can say, the same the point of this is the same point of having that what was it, Mountain Dew pitch black match between Bray and LA Knight. We can make some money. We can That's put it. their fucking logo all over the place. We can change the lights and we can make some extra money because we all know WWE struggling for money. From a business standpoint, I get these sponsored matches. From a fan standpoint, oftentimes they're baseless. Well said. Well said. I had to get that out there because that part was not a thing last week. And exactly. I thought, That's how we I, feel about it. I thought we should address it. I, and again, they got a gimmick match. Guess who's in it? LA Knight. <laughs> this is what you got is for he, the guy. Who's, is he going to become the king of gimmick matches now? This is disappointing. I, I don't know. All I know is this is a guy who has four of your top five selling t-shirts and you've got them in a gimmick match at SummerSlam. Talk about and you're leaving Rhea off the card. You're leaving Trish and Becky and you're putting this man in this. I don't, I, I'm done. I just don't understand. If, if you understand it, please comments below. I got nothing. Nobody gets point. it. Nobody gets it. We're going to move on to a match that might actually mean something. At, at least it, 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 and it, it might especially means something to grandma there is going to be and this is new from last week too an mma rules match between ronda rousey and your wafu shana baszler grandma who you got <laughs> i feel like it's almost obvious that baszler's gonna win it um there's talk of rousey leaving and going back to mma so i i, I can see baszler winning it and and that having be her exit, having that be Rousey's exit, basically. Okay. Yeah. You know what? We share a brain on this one, too. I know Nick had argued, you know, it looks like Shana's going to win. We want her to win, and that's probably why Ronda's going to win. I don't see it that way. No. I, think, I don't think Ronda's really been fully invested in this comeback. And now she sees the opportunity to go back to UFC and Dana White seeing dollar signs, and her old division is a little empty, so... It seems like this is Rhonda's way of kind of giving Shana that rub on her way out mm -hmm. the door. So yeah. until I'm proven otherwise, I'm going to take Shana. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think every other match because we only we had seven last week. We got eight matches this week, so it's more of a, it's more of a takeover Detroit than it is a SummerSlam, which is which I appreciate. But I think we're down to just title matches from here on out, and so. I guess we'll start with what is going to be two big technical ass men slapping man meat. And that is the Intercontinental ma Championship match where Gunther defends against Drew. Grandma, who you got? <laughs> um, I don't think Gunther's ready to drop it yet. I don't want him to. 
Um, but I also don't want to see Drew lose. I will say this. I don't see Gunther dropping it if they somehow manage to make it so that neither comes out looking weak um, and Gunther still retains. That would be awesome. But I, I don't see Gunther losing either. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's either Gunther wins or some sort of scenario where it's a drop. By this, by this point, when we get to SummerSlam, Gunther will be Intercontinental Champion for roughly 420-some-odd days. Mm-hmm. He'll be a few weeks behind the honky-tonk man for, lo- for longest reign ever. Oh, yeah. And as my, don't get me wrong. I love the honky-tonk man. He was on a few of those cards that I was talking about earlier. Yes, he was. Earlier. He was. Great guy, great competitor, amazing, amazing fucking gimmick. The man didn't know how to play a guitar worth a lick, but he made you believe. No, and as great as he was, this is now a 40 some year old record, 30 or 40. Let Gunther break it for that alone. I wanted to beat Drew. Yeah, just let, him, let him keep going with it. And Drew, Drew literally just came back like a month ago. He's barely even been in a match. They've put together a tremendous build for this where Drew is powerbombing Gunther through tables and, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's getting, and Imperium's getting Claymore out of nowhere. Like, it's it's been great. And I think it'll be a great way for Drew to get back in the ring with somebody that he's comfortable with and have a tremendous match. Like, this could be match of the night. I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, this I could be the match that gets burned into my brain that makes me change my top five later on. But I still think Gunther's going to win. I still oh, do. Yeah. And I want him to. I want him to break Honky Talk's record. The guy deserves it. He brought the Intercontinental title back from mediocrity. And and even that's being nice. So but He's, he's deserve, definitely elevated deserve. the title back to something fantastic, like back to the level of Mr. Perfect. Yeah, back to the point where, like, I think I said it last week, the great, like, it feels like the best worker in the company is holding that belt like it was in WWE's heyday. And so for me, he's earned the right to jump Honky Tonk Man for that alone. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, we have the triple threat for the WWE Women's Championship. Asuka will be defending against the women that were clam blocking EO all month long. Charlotte Flair and Bianca Belair. Grandma, I'll ask again. Who you got? <laughs> EO Sky. I see EO cashing in and taking it. Oh, you're with me now. I'm yes. with you on that one. Yes. I said the same thing. For, I, I feel like this is the perfect opportunity for EO to cash in in some way, shape, or form. Even if it's a Seth Rollins heist of the century kind of cash in where mm-hmm. mid-match she just runs out while everybody's down. She throws the briefcase at the ref, hits a moonsault on somebody, one, two, three, runs out with the title, and boom. Off Not and just run. anybody. Not just anybody. It has to be Asuka. Okay. Well, see, ha- I, I wouldn't mind if it was anybody just because, you know, Obviously, we've got SummerSlam now. Then we got Survivor Series. For storyline reasons, it has to be Asuka. Because there's that built-in regional rivalry. They've had already enough interactions in Japanese to Mm -hmm. make it cemented and legitimate. It is a thousand percent EO pinning Asuka. It has to be that way. 
But I feel and like then regardless, Oscar has to go back and say, "Give me my ship back," and they have to build this rivalry up further. Give EO a good long run, but give them a good long rivalry as well. It has to happen this way. Oh no, that would be good. It, even if for me, even if she doesn't pin Oscar, I feel like those two could carry a story in 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 the midst of the in between pay per views that would make you want to tune in. You know, because like I said, you got SummerSlam, and then the next big thing really is Survivor Series, whether whether it's War Games or not. But in the middle, I don't even know what the fuck we have. I just know we have a couple of pay per views because there's going to be yeah, one every things, month. Yeah. There's always something. You know, like I think Extreme Rules is in September. So it's so. like, you know, maybe they get together and have a match at Extreme Rules under said Extreme Rules and, you know, go from there. Like maybe they trade titles back and forth and then they have another match at Survivor Series, you know, kind of John Cena and Edge style. That would okay, be fun. Okay. But either way, I feel like this is the moment that EO could take advantage of and cash in and become champion. Oh, yeah. And moving right on to another championship match, we have a rematch that I'll be honest, I wasn't really into in the first place. And then when I started watching like the build to SummerSlam and the intensity between the two, I was like, okay, okay, we're cool. I'm in. Seth Rollins is once again defending his WWE World Heavyweight Championship against Finn Balor. Grandma, who you got? There is there is so much history in this one, though, that I'm not even mad at it. I'm not even mad at it. Like I, I legitimately want this, and I, I want it to be incredible, but I also. As much as I want Finn Balor to have his moment, I want Seth Rollins to retain. So I'm going to say Seth Rollins. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was torn too because this seven-year itch of Finn's has brought something out of him that I haven't seen in at least a long time or I may have never saw, which coming from Finn Balor is saying Mm -hmm. something. And Seth Rollins, we all know he's at the top of his game. And the way he played along with the story, the way he, 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 he helped build it was just, mwah. and yes. I'm not sure that I want it to end. So I'm kind of leaning towards Finn, but then I took Seth anyway, because I thought, it just, it, it's not time. He no. just, he, he's just been got champ it. for three months. It's too soon. Unless Damian Priest is going to cash in, it's too soon. Yeah, yeah. No, like, unless it, it has Seth retains, be... but Finn fucks him up, and then Damian comes out, I could understand him losing that way. But I just, I can't see him just losing to Finn Balor right now. No, not after no. three months. He it's waited years. Good, he waited it's be years. Good match. This man waited years to get back to the. The mountaintop, so to speak. I know it's the World Heavyweight Championship, you know, not the other one, but it's still the mountaintop for Raw, and he's on it. And three months feels like a little too soon. But somebody that that wouldn't feel a little too soon is in our next match. The WWE Undisputed Universal Championship. That's still a fucking mouthful, folks. I can't get used to it. It's the long-ass... Why Roman Roman Reigns 
defending the title against Jay Uso in Tribal Combat. Grandma, who you got? Woo! Seeing all the memes about Tribal Combat that have come out make me so glad other people think the same way I do sometimes. Because every time they say Tribal Combat, that's literally all that plays in my head. Tribal Combat! It has begun! Finish him. As much as I want Jay winning, I don't see him winning. I I see Roman winning it, and I hate myself for saying that. Yeah, see, uh, you and I again, because, you know, you've been here with me, and we've been listening to it since, God, before Elimination Chamber. We acknowledge Sammy as the tribal chief. Yes. Bruce does not. He no. acknowledges Jay Uso, and yes. he has said on multiple occasions, any chance he gets, really, that Jay Uso will be the one to end the reign of the tribal chief. I, first of all, I don't see it. And second of all, I think Grandma would agree with me. If it were to happen, neither one of us is ever going to hear the fucking end of it. No, Jesus Christ. If you thought that I was bad when MJF joined the inner circle, wait and see if Jay beats Roman and watch Bruce. That's all that he's not here. I don't know if he'll watch this, but, but if it happens, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be a doozy. And I don't know if uh, between the, between the MJF stuff and that, I don't know if I could do it. Uh, there there might be some days I rage quit this show midstream. Just buy y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll blame it on my internet, but you know it won't be my internet, folks. You no, know no. Uh, We're telling I'm, you now, it won't be the internet. So for all that, and for the fact that I still want Cody to be the one to take it, I don't care how, I'm begrudgingly picking Roman Reigns. Did we skip a match? I don't think so. We got... We didn't talk about the, the Battle Royal much. Outside Did we the talk action. about Cody and Brock? Now that you mentioned Cody. Oh, shit! Yes! That's the one I glossed because I said Brock was going to be at the SummerSlam. And then I was going to go right into it. And then I skipped it. So, yes, Grandma, thank you for reminding me because I'm exhausted and it's been a long week. It's a good thing I wrote it down. Maybe I'm just an asshole and I was saving this, the real main event for last. You'll never no. know. Cody's been going through his version of hard times with ups and downs. And no, no, it's been ups and downs. It's been his hard times. Hasn't been exactly like his father's who had a year of losses, but it's been Cody's roller coaster. Cause much like a roller coaster, you got your highs, you got your lows and you got some loop de loops in there. And he's been thrown for a few loop de loops by Brock. I want Cody to have a high on this one. I'm okay. going to give it to the coaster. I was gonna say I was about to Google you in the middle of that. Did you mean roller coaster? Uh-huh. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Everybody does it, yet they keep coming back. <laughs> but no, I take my fandom out of it. Take whatever. Take the fact that Dusty's hard times weren't even in WWE, and now we're doing it with Cody. <laughs> Dusty's polka dots were hard times in WWE. You know, that's Stardust. Get over it. But but I'm that's old news. The, the, the thing about this particular rivalry is they went in to fight one another clean in match one. Cody not only beat Brock, he bloodied him. He did. 
which is not something a lot of people do to Brock Lesnar. Not so. Brock is a quick bleeder, isn't he? Not really. You fart a little too hard close to him or Mox, and they're just. But it's not an easy thing to do. And and then after that, Brock had to continuously jump him from behind while wearing a hoodie and break his arm to get a close win against Cody in Saudi Arabia. And now, and now, he's disrespected the man's mama. Yes, he has. Did you see the look on Cody's face when he started talking about what Brock did in front of his mama? You heard me bring my mom up in this episode. If somebody did something to me in front of my mama, how do you think that would make me feel? Take Co- That's Cody Rhodes, okay? Mm-hmm. I'd <laughs> so- be hella pissed, too. He had reasons to be mad at you and want to whoop your ass at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And now you just gave him more reasons. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you, you I, went there. You went there when you shouldn't have. You, you fucked around, and at SummerSlam, you're going to find out. It's that simple. And I think that's a good place to end this one, y'all. We got nothing left. We've given you everything we got. We hope you've enjoyed this. We We didn't have a whole lot left in the tank, but we put it out there. No, what we had, we left it for you, y'all. We left it for you. It's out there. It's been a grind of a week. more, More of a grind of a week than usual. We're down a man, but we're here because we love you. We love this. Yep. And goddamn, do we love to see you follow us on social media. So please, please, if you're watching this and you haven't, again, search for us on top or for uh, uh, search for us t- on Facebook, Top Rope Wrestling Talk. Invite yourself to our public group or search for the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Like the page, you will get all the updates and clips and everything for us and the vast forever growing family of bloodline podcasters you can also find us at top rope wt on twitter or as i said before you can find us on the bloodlines absolutely best instagram handle ever yep the champs instagram handle (laughs) (laughs) the the family feud champions instagram handle hashtag team psycho i love you all jd courtney graden you're my people but the but the handle itself again is at top underscore rope underscore wrestling underscore talk it's a mouthful y'all i ain't gonna lie all of that is and i'm and i'm glad i got it out without screwing up (laughs) too badly you did good you did good psycho because the bags under my eyes have bags. So I'm just going to, from here, we're, we're just going to say. Oh, Wendy. Oops. <laughs> Ironically <laughs> enough. Under my eyes have bags. Yeah. Yeah. Ironically there, enough, y'all. I'm watching Twisted Metal. So that is pretty ironic, actually. Mm-hmm. So please. Joe. Please. Let the people know where they can find our back catalog. 
<clears throat> you can find our back catalog on trw anchor.fm backslash trwt or on the youtubes at a fox den john or trwt shit i'm tired trwt right. fox den john um on the youtubes you can find all of our old videos and you can find some of the new new meatheads when and if it comes out on anchor.fm backslash trwt you can find all of our old audio episodes wherever podcasts are really distributed stitcher Apple podcast um spotify all the places nice nice yep we did it we got through it and of course as you know we have we have merch and you can find the link for that in the description of this episode along with many others but we encourage you always since we are the very first ever network exclusive show to come find us come follow us and all of our brethren at the bloodline entertainment network and you can go to uh, instagram twitter the ticky tacky uh you can you can even come and search youtube at the bloodline e-n-t and you will find us you can follow us you can like our videos you can subscribe to us you can catch our merch our exclusive yep. articles, which are top notch, all of it. Our uh, replays of our of our video podcasts. You can get about us stuff. Every everything at our target size website, yes. which is thebloodlinenetwork.com. Go there, check everything out while you're there, or if you wish, go to go go to thebloodlinenetwork.com backslash merch to see all of the latest merchandise from the Bloodline Network. Everything from shirts, hoodies, onesies, kids, women's stuff, you name it, we got it at yep. the bloodline entertainment or the bloodline network.com backslash merch. I think that's all the promoting we have. You will find the link to our speaker in the description below. Yep. You can go find where you can go find us wherever your favorite podcast platform is because we're on it. Make sure to follow us there, to rate us, review us. All if it's good, way. if it's good, I don't even care about it. if it's about us. I'll put it up here on screen and we'll talk about it, y'all. We'll give everybody their their kudos right here on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. But until next week, folks, when hopefully High Class will be back and hopefully SummerSlam will rock, enjoy wrestling. If it's not your cup of tea, let somebody else drink it. And above all things, Grandma. Stay fresh, cheese bags. There it was. And in the immortal words of High Class, Deuces, bitches. Bye. Think about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward.